This episode was recorded at the I.O. Theater. The I.O. Theater is home to Chicago's best improv comedy with shows seven nights a week. They offer classes in improv, writing, and more. Visit IOImprov.com for a full schedule. My name's Peyton. Come on over, cause we're still waiting. It's movie night, and we're both gay. It's hard to find a movie that way. Lucky for you, we found a few. It's Queer Movie Night. Hi. Hi. Welcome to Queer Movie Night. I'm Deb. And I'm Peyton. And this is Deb's pick this week. Yeah. Yeah. What's the movie? Atomic Blonde. Whoa. Okay. Um. So this is a newer one. This is mm-hmm. a newer movie. When did this come out? Um, 2016? Yeah, it feels like pretty. I remember 17? wanting to go see it, and I just never did. So, why? What? Why this movie? Why did? What? When did you watch it? Why did you pick it? Why did I watch it? Why did I pick it? Well, I heard there was gay stuff, and that was my main motivation. That's so funny because like I don't remember anything from the commercials or anything. So who oh, told you? Online. Online. Yeah, the internet. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Auto straddle. All of the lesbian bloggers that I follow on Twitter. Um, I remember it came out and it was real low key. It wasn't mm-hmm. like a movie that like did crazy well, I don't think. I think it, it was fine. Yeah. Um, but I knew about it from like Twitter that like yeah. gay stuff happened mm-hmm. and I was like, zoink, Charlize. Okay, Theron or Theron? I th- I hear Theron more. Theron? Yeah, Charlize But I say Theron. Theron. Yeah. But I probably Theron. Theron. Theron? Theron. Charlize Theron. Whatever. Stars Charlize Theron, who is not like my favorite actress by any means, and mm-hmm. I've never been like, yeah, she's so fucking hot. But this movie, wow. Yeah. Wow is what I got to say. Um, Kayla and I went on like a Saturday morning showing to just like go to a movie, and we're like, I uh-huh. heard there's gay stuff in this. And we were sitting in a pretty much empty theater on a Saturday morning watching this. That was this. probably fun. And when it got to like the gay stuff, I remember my jaw being on the floor and being like, didn't know my Saturday morning was going to hold this kind of <laughs> hot and heavy weight. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's. I think the... Wow, geez, sorry. Okay. Let me get this. Nick, will you cut this part out? Every time I ask that on the podcast, it never is cut. Have you noticed that? Every single time I go, Nick, can you cut this? So then everybody just hears me asking for that to be cut. (laughs) (laughs) They see my weakness. They hear it. It's comedy. Yeah, whatever. He said it's comedy. I was going to say that the main reason that I chose this, I feel like there's, it kind of has like a small following, like a small cult following. Uh It's not like a movie that did crazy well. Um, And the movie itself, like the plot is like not my favorite. Yeah, but I don't think the plot's very strong. It's but not. But that might be because like I'm too dumb to follow it. I was like, I, I don't felt that way know too. what's going on. I felt that way too, but I watched it multiple times, and I think it just might be a little muddled. Yeah. So I don't think it's us. I think yeah. it maybe could be a combination, Peyton. I yeah. don't know. <laughs> but that's just what I think. I think it's just kind of muddled. Yeah. But I think where the movie, where its strengths lie are like... Obviously, the gay stuff, because uh-huh. it's so hot, but also it's a beautiful movie visually. And the soundtrack yeah, is awesome. Yeah. The soundtrack's really if good. You love, like, if yeah. you love anything 80s, this movie yeah. is like 
a nice ode to that, I think. Yeah, the soundtrack's um, awesome. Yeah. And the fight sequences are Oh my so god, good. the fight sequences are incredible. That's like the reason to buy the ticket, I feel like. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I, and I just, our producer Nick just pointed out that we've been doing a lot of romance movies, and I said, Nick, yeah. that's all the gays can get. We take what we can get, <laughs> Nick. Um, but this movie is like in a way different genre than what we usually yeah, go for. Yeah, it's a hard s- spy action movie, I would say. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, um, well, which also, and James McAvoy is also in it, and yeah, I he's just kind of forgettable and bland, but he, I do like him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was obsessed with the movie Atonement in high school. I've never seen it. It's a fuck. Yeah, excuse my language. Fucked, fucked up, up movie, <laughs> and the fact that like a sixteen-year-old, I used to go with my friend Steph, and we had a dollar theater in our town, uh-huh. and we went, I think, like two or three times. <laughs> And the movie is dark, dude. What did you like so much about it? No clue. <laughs> I mean, it's a good movie. It's a good movie. It's a good yeah. drama, but it's I it's like young Shorsha Ronan. Yeah. Shorsha yeah. Ronan. Ronan. Yeah. Uh mm-hmm. Kira Knightley has a great cast, but it is dark and yeah. it's not happy. Yeah. Everything is it's depressing. <laughs> And I just remember being like, but I, there's like a pinnacle sex scene in it where James McAvoy has sex with Keira Knightley up against like a li- um, like a library or like a bookshelf. Book Jesus, yeah, why yeah. am I calling it a library shelf? <laughs> and the shot is like, I know it's like a sex shot, but it's a beautiful mm-hmm. shot of him like, uh, they're, they're still clothed. Yeah. And we'll, we'll post this straight sex shot on our Instagram so you guys will see. You guys are going to love it. I'll show it to you. And anyway, there's just like, it's just a really, it's a visually really uh-huh. nice movie. And I think we were like, James McAvoy's so hot. Speaking um, of which, he has, yeah. he's like having a three-way in this movie. And I was like, I really wish we got like an ass or a dick shot there. Yeah. It goes really low, though, when he gets out of bed. and yeah. he has, but, but that's not enough. Yeah, I know. It's not enough. We usually we're butts. We're butts people. <laughs> we're butt people. We're butts. All of our movies usually have a butt. I'd say like eight times out of ten, <laughs> our movies have a butt. Sorry, I'm talking a lot about James McAvoy. No, I okay. like him. He's fine, but yeah. this movie is is he's not the reason why I chose yeah. it. Um, just to give like a vague idea of what the plot is. Uh, this takes place in 1989 um, during the, I don't know, in an alternate future where the Cold War never ended. Is that what it is? Uh, Cold War ended that year. Oh, okay. I think it's like, oh, this happened at the same time. Oh, okay. But this is our story. The, it starts down. It's like, it's do like, you think this, this is movie is going to be about the Berlin Wall coming down? <laughs> well, well, you're wrong. You're wrong. It's about something else that happened to happen while the <laughs> Berlin Wall was coming down. Yeah. Um, and Charlize Theron is part of MI6, and she's trying to find this list that has a bunch of people, like, double agents on it. I yeah. Guess. And okay. I guess if, if that list gets premise. into the wrong hands, the Cold War could be extended for, like, many, many years. Yeah. So this sounds a lot like Skyfall. Oh. I have no idea. And the sky falls, <laughs> and the rainbow, they will burn down, mess it all together. With that performance that she does at the Oscars is so iconic because she just does a full-on step touch the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, a deal. <laughs> step touch. Um, yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> One of the things about... <laughs> so this movie's based off of a comic book. 
Um, and Charlize produced it. And Charlize produced it. That's she hot found to me. It. Yeah, she <laughs> she was a fan of the story, and so she produced it. And then they got funding because of um, uh, the other movie she was in. Huh? Um, with the trucks and everything. The What's the trucks? <laughs> Wait, hold on. I'm gonna go. With the trucks. This is really embarrassing. I can't remember it. Oh yeah, she was an ice road trucker. <laughs> ice road truckers. I haven't. Mad Max. Mad Max. Fury yeah. Road. Yeah, Fury with the road. trucks. The movie with the trucks. <laughs> What's that movie with the trucks? With the trucks. Okay. It has trucks in it. It does. It has a lot of trucks in it. It's called Fury Fucking Road. Yeah, we're ripping you a new asshole. (laughs) And I love Fury Road. Fury Road's a great movie. That was really good. Um, So, yeah. Um, Anyway, the plot doesn't really have much to do with the queerness of this movie. And I think part of that is because the... Nick will not stop laughing at me. (laughs) With all the trucks. It's so sweet. Oh, man. Um, partly because the um, the love interest character, what's her name? Oh, her real name is Sophia. That was in my mind. Yeah. Oh, give me one second. Sorry, no, I it's had okay. all this. But she's not Delphine. Delphine. Oh, is, she's French. Delphine is not in the she's in the comic French. book. She was created for the movie. That's hot. Yeah, but it's also like you can kind of tell because her character isn't in. Integral to like the main plot. No, it's just kind like, of like she's a love just interest. Kind of tabbed on there, which like I guess works for like a lot of like spy. Like if you think about other regular spy movies, the love interest doesn't really have much to do except like provide emotional depth to the main character, which is kind of like what Delphine does in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also find that kind of annoying, too. Usually, yes. But how often <laughs> but does it happen it's where clear, it's a same-sex yeah, relationship? Yeah, same-sex relationship. Never. For sure. That's I, You think, I, I mean, I feel like you start this movie, and if you do not know... Um, that she's gonna have a yeah, female love know. interest. Yeah. You think that you her know. and James and like McAvoy ha- are gonna hook yeah, up? Yeah, because that's what happens in every other fucking spy movie. Yeah, but mm. then they don't. <laughs> and it's late in the movie too that we meet Delphine, and she sort of becomes part of the story. So mm-hmm. that really is a surprise. That sounds a lot like Skyfall. <laughs> is there like? Um... I just sit here silent. <laughs> I couldn't think of anything. Craig, well, Craig Owen just starts hooking up with guys like halfway through Skyfall. Craig Owen? Or what's his name? Daniel Craig. <laughs> Daniel Craig. <laughs> what is Craig Owen? <laughs> I'm really knocking it out of the park today. <laughs> Craig Owen, wasn't he in that so movie different. with the trucks? That is so different. I can't get over it. I was thinking of Clive like, Owen. Craig Owen. Craig Owen. <laughs> We're. Craig Owen. Owen. Trucks. Jesus. Oh. oh, Craig Owen in that one movie about the tr- trucks. What was that? <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, that is so funny. I'm sorry we're laughing. Sorry. No, it's okay. That one <laughs> was funny, though. That one was funny, though, so it's okay that we're laughing at you. <laughs> Craig um, Owen. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's so funny. Okay. This is making my day. Um, oh my gosh! Yeah, so <laughs> I'm sorry. No, okay. it's okay. So what? This Delphine... is a safe space. You know that, yeah. right? Okay. <laughs> um. So Charlie's there, and what's her character's name again? It's something regular. Lorraine. Oh, Lorraine. Lorraine actually, which I dig. I I yeah. like younger women with older, with older women names. names. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So Lorraine and Delphine. 
Um, yeah, it is a nice surprise, and I think it's like you can't really blame. Actually, you can. I can do whatever I want. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm still mad about it, but it happens in all kinds of spy movies where the love interest doesn't really have anything to do with the main plot, and then they like. Spoiler alert, get killed off to provide motivation for the main character to be mad and want revenge on the villain of the movie. Yeah. Which is a bummer. Yeah. It's also make it also means that this movie falls into the trend. Bury your gaze. Bury your gaze. Exactly. I know. That's exactly what I was yeah. gonna say. Yeah. However, um <laughs> I I obviously I'm like I was annoyed as heck when she died and it uh-huh. still bothers me. But I feel like Lorraine is so stoic and hard, and yeah. it kind of doesn't seem like she's really emotional at all. And I, I like that it was like a woman love interest that was that made her yeah. that that made that made us see like the real her at yeah. moments. Because even to the end, we're going, we're just saying what mm-hmm. happened, right? Yeah. She basically she was like a triple agent the whole yeah, time. Yeah, because it turns out she's not really MI six. She's like an American agent. Well, you think she's works for the Russians though for yeah. a second. Yeah. She's not really MI six, and then it ends with her being like, "I'm really a bad guy," <laughs> and then she's like, "No, I'm not. I'm not a bad guy. I'm an American." <laughs> so she's like keeps doing that, but I think that her feelings for Delphine were the most like real part of Yeah, that's her the most during... humanizing Even... part of her that we see in the movie. Right. Yeah. Even when she's like talking to Delphine in bed and she says something and Delphine's like, your eyes look different when you tell yeah. the truth. Yeah. She just tells. And the only thing that bothers me about that is that Delphine is such a caricature. Like she doesn't really have a character. She's just like gorgeous and yeah. in love with Charlize Theron. Mm-hmm. And like I love that it's a queer relationship that we're seeing it with, but it also could have been more. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It absolutely could be. Um, so, yeah. I do like that. Um, what else was going to... I liked some some of the, like, not-so-subtle nods to, like, this is a feminist movie where, like, um, in one of the early fight scenes, she, like, stabs a guy's throat with her high heel. Yeah. Also, in another scene where they're doing the fight in the movie theater, she uses her keys. Oh, my God, and it sticks in the guy's Oh, sheet. my God, that's so, so gross. gross. <laughs> I, I, so, like we mentioned before, the fight scenes in this movie are incredible. Are incredible. Yeah, yeah. So Nick didn't make it all the way through, and I don't blame him. Because truly, <laughs> if I would have, I would never watch this movie had I not known there was queer content yeah, exactly. in it. Literally never. Which happens for most of us when we find out there's queer content. We're like, okay. Right. Okay, now. We okay. gotta buckle up and okay, wait now. for it to show up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but the fight scenes are beautiful. And yeah. she trained and did all of her own stunts. Yeah. Um, she trained for a long time. Yeah. And I feel like she looked so good fighting that mm-hmm. it was like obvious that she was actually, she put the work in mm-hmm. and wanted to look legit. And... Um, they're they're just so beautifully shot, and it mm-hmm. looks like a dance. I, I am a big fan of John Wick of the John Wick series, mm-hmm. and, and this was directed by the guy who directed the first John Wick. Hell fucking yeah! Yeah, um, that makes sense. Because Be- and she's a big fan of the series too. I love it. Charlie's Theron. Well, what I love about John Wick is that it, it there. How many action movies are there? One million and one. Mm-hmm. Um, but John Wick is the way that it's choreographed and the way it's the way that it's shot. It's mm-hmm. like. It, I think somebody compared it to like a dance. It yeah. looks like a dance the whole time. It's so beautiful and like you how like only that 
only that movie could make fighting and killing people look that graceful and beautiful. Yeah. And I feel like Atomic Blonde, that makes sense that it's the same director because yeah. I feel that way, especially the kitchen scene. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love that she just like uses whatever's in front of her, yeah. the way she uses the hose and yeah. the way she uses like the refrigerator door. I love how gritty that scene is. It's yeah. so gritty and yeah. she looks so good. I love that she's, I feel like, I don't want to, I don't know if this is like okay, but I feel like Sometimes when you see females being like the token female character in an mm. action movie beating people up, it's like they fight in like a sexy ha, way. Ha. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. And she did not. She fought. I mean, like she it's was sexy, like but she it's was in defending her it's fucking not sexualized. life. Sexualized. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. She was like fighting at a hundred and ten percent and kicking people's asses and also like knocking these men down in yeah. the most like creative ways. Yeah. It was so I love satisfying. That she's like a dirty fighter. Like she doesn't yes. fight fair. Exactly. Like so many guys' crotches are smashed in this oh, movie yeah. and it's so great. And then the stairwell scene, which I think is like so iconic. Yeah, yeah. Well it's also a an extremely long shot. Mm-hmm. It's a continuous shot. Yeah. And I I just I kept thinking the whole time, how do how do actors film fight scenes in stairwells where they keep fighting or falling downstairs without Mm. actually getting hurt. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Funny thing about film. (laughs) But it is beautiful. And it just, and she just looks so in pain. (laughs) I don't know. That's not the beautiful part. That sounds weird. I said Um, that right after I said (laughs) that. You know what I mean. She's a great, she acts really well in this movie, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Thank um, you for wrapping that up in one sentence. <laughs> <laughs> something that's not really something that's All of that not really garbage pertinent. Jeff just said. I'm just gonna wrap it up in one sentence. So, cut, it, cut it out. Yeah. <laughs> Nick, can you cut everything I just said out? <laughs> can you cut this whole episode? Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> um, one thing I'm keeping is a truck movie. Well, something that's not really pertinent to anything on this podcast or the movie that I want to bring up, just because I have the platform to do so, Whoa. is that early on in the movie, we meet, um, a no- so the whole movie's sort of like a flashback or like she's talking about something that already happened because she's getting interrogated by these two people who are her bosses, I guess. Mm-hmm. And then um, Dan from Roseanne is one of the yeah. <laughs> is one of the bosses, and um, she calls him a cocksucker. And I just want to say, I I don't blame the movie for this. Every movie does this where they call people cocksuckers, and it's an insult. And I just want to say, on behalf of the cocksucker community, they do a lot of hard work that goes underappreciated. Hell yeah! And I don't. I feel like it shouldn't be an insult anymore. <laughs> it also shouldn't be an insult because it's like, oh, it's basically calling somebody gay, gay yeah, yeah, and that'd be the insult. Yeah, yeah, I know. Anytime I want to offend somebody, I just say pussy muncher. <laughs> Disgusting. Disgusting. <laughs> Thank you for bringing Put awareness lips, though about welcome. the cocks. If you guys agree if with this, guys... can you um, <laughs> if you can share our link and share the episodes with hashtag, hashtag movie night hashtag cocksuckers unite yeah hashtag if you want pussy muncher <laughs> I think you put a question mark in a hashtag. yeah hashtag, hashtag pussy, pussy muncher mo- hashtag truck movie yeah hashtag Craig Owen <laughs> <laughs> hashtag Craig Owen in trucks yeah oh my gosh that's so funny um, and also if I was a superhero I would want to be called cocksucker cocksucker 
Clive Owen cocksucker. Your character <laughs> name would be Clive Owen. And your That's superhero name would be cocksucker. cocksucker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, Peyton Lynch so is the cocksucker. Yeah. What would mine be? I'd like to be called Pussy Muncher. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I guess it would be. I was thinking we would wet be a team. bag. We would be a yeah. team. <laughs> wet bag. <laughs> wet bag. <laughs> yeah. My name is Deborah really boring. Deborah is douche canoe. Yeah, douche canoe. <laughs> guess what no, my costume looks like. like. Sexy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a douche, douche canoe. canoe. <laughs> <laughs> Cocksucker and douche canoe. Yours is like kind of hot and <laughs> sexy, and mine is like the. <laughs> they both have to do with genitalia, but mine is not. The f- like, <laughs> mine's not bringing pleasure. I don't know. Actually, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what douches do for some people. <laughs> Maybe. Oh God, we gotta we're gonna cut this. Um, um, let's talk about the reason that you chose this movie. The sex scene. That was a beautiful segue into yeah. that. <laughs> Speaking of douches, uh, that sex scene might be the hottest wow. lesbian sex scene in a movie. Really. Be- there are a ton of them, yeah. a ton of sex scenes in movies. Yeah, uh, specific like like queer ones. Mm-hmm. But that one takes the cake, I think. Yeah. What is it about this one that you like so much? The explicitness. Yeah, yeah. It's so. I think it's so erotic. Yeah. And I like. There are movies. There are a lot of other uh, lesbian sex scenes that I love in movies mm. for different reasons, and a lot of the time it's because they're more portray like ma- like the act of making love, or mm. it might be like a little bit more sweet, or like slowly passionate. Yeah. This one is just like they're like fucking attracted to each other, yeah, yeah, and horny AF, yeah, and it's not. It doesn't look like. And it doesn't look like sporadic, yeah. Or like they're just like kind of like like rabbits mm-hmm. or anything. It's so just like passionate, but also really erotic mm-hmm. in a way that I've never seen a, like in a lesbian sex scene on film. Maybe I'm wrong. I'm sure that when I leave here, I'm gonna think of other ones that maybe I could compare. <laughs> but like the lighting of it, yeah, matched with the with the music that was playing in the background, mm-hmm. and like even this this is I guess we're going here, but. The positions that they mm-hmm. were in, like I've that position where it starts out with where like she's laying on her back and then she's also laying on top of her on her back. Yeah, yeah. and like sharp and like and like Lorraine has her hands like mm-hmm. on her. Yeah, yeah. Um, that I've never seen in a movie, uh-huh. but I it's I don't I didn't look at that and I'm like wow that's so unrealistic. Yeah, that's to be like TMI, I think, but I feel yeah. but that kind of stuff when you're like so hungry mm-hmm. for that and like so <laughs> hungry to fuck somebody yeah, and yeah. you're like really you know what i mean yeah it's, i it, think it felt real of yeah. like i don't know yeah no i think that they're they're the eroticness of their relationship and like the like blatant horniness of it is very, very interesting and like i was nervous because like i feel like this movie had a mostly straight production team that like i was nervous that it was gonna be like their relationship was going to be very fetishized, but it seemed very pretty respectful, and it didn't seem like it was the the sex scene was like filmed for the male gaze, which I thought was nice. Yeah, I believe that like these two characters were genuinely ha- like yeah enjoying themselves. Yeah, yeah. you know, because you could see a lot. Yeah, especially for what you just yeah. said with like a male director too. Mm-hmm. You fall into that hole mm-hmm. where it looks like. The movie that I will never, never pick for this for this <laughs> podcast. Wait, 
blue is the warmest color. Yeah. <laughs> I hate that movie yeah. so much. And the sex scene, I, li- I love me a lesbian sex scene. Who doesn't? But I got... I like got bored during that one because yeah. it was way too long and way too like we are lesbians yeah. and we're having sex. That one feels very male gazy to me for sure. Yeah, and yeah. that's like a lot of the movies, yeah. and I I feel like the the Atomic Blonde scene kind of could have teetered on that. Yeah, but it was done with I think such yeah. commitment by the actresses mm-hmm. that I like really believed it. And it's also yeah. not a very long scene, no. which is interesting. I think I think that that is really telling for like that it's meant to be more of a story moment as opposed to like something that they're let's see yeah yeah it's more yeah. like th- it's more about the connection than it is about the actual sex itself which I think is nice mm-hmm. um, another n- thing to note about this movie is I think it's probably one of the first ones we've done that centers on a bisexual character as opposed to like oh, yeah. just a generally that's a cool thing character. I didn't realize yeah yeah yeah, so that's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, because it, it is highly inferred that the partner that she lost early on was the, they were close in some way, and probably oh, yeah. they I think they were dating. Yeah, for sure. She has that like photo of them together and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, any other thoughts before we move on? Um, um, and sort of no, rate the movie. I think I just hope that the our crowd likes it. It's definitely a difference. I think it's, it's a, a different, different change of pace, but it is like usually go refre- for it. if you have seen a lot of spy or action movies, it is like sort of a refreshing new take on that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do really love the action scenes. The soundtrack's really great. There's one scene in particular where a lot of the um, soundtrack is very tongue in cheek, um, especially one of the scenes where she's uh, talking with. Um, uh, what's her name again? <laughs> the love interest. Oh, uh, Delphine. Delphine, and um, and she's worried that someone's listening in on them, so she turns up the radio and the song, uh, called um, "Voice Voices Care." The song song is called "Voices Carry" that she plays over top of them. Oh, talking, which I thought was very tongue in cheek. That was very fun. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, um, let's go ahead and um rate it on the Vita Russo scale. Um, I would say, um, well, first of all, the Vita Russo is a test that uh, applies to film, um, sort of um, gauging what uh, queer representation in the film. Um, it has to pass three sets of rules, basically. One, that there is a queer identifying character in the movie, uh, which there is one. Two, that the character um, has other personality traits besides being queer. And three, that t- removing them from the plot would significantly significantly change the plot. As far as Charlie Theron's character goes, it passes, I think, flying colors Mm -hmm. as far as the love interest goes i feel like she could be removed from the plot and it would still sort of make sense yeah but um in general the movie passes it only has to be one character that makes it pass um and then we want to do the yeah uh, notice how i didn't even attempt to do the Vito russo because i (laughs) truly mess it up every week like peyton's got it um we rate our movies, uh, personally, how we feel about them, uh-huh. on the Kinsey scale. Yeah. Zero being completely heterosexual, six being completely homosexual, <laughs> and the K are the better, babe. <laughs> <laughs> Peyton, you go, and then I'll see how I feel. <laughs> okay, I want to say, first of all, um, I really like a lot of this movie. I think it's fun. I wouldn't call it a great movie. Like like we said, I don't think the plot is very strong. Um 
but I do like the sex scenes. I like the uh, action scenes. As far as queer representation goes in the movie, I want to give it a three, which is kind of funny because a three on the Kinsey scale is completely bisexual. Oh. Um, but I, th- I do think it falls into the trope of bury your gaze. I do think that the character of the love interest could have been more nuanced and had... I wish that she had a little bit more involvement in the main plot so mm-hmm. that like she couldn't so easily be removed from it. Um, but I do agree with the points that you made about her really humanizing the main character and showing us her vulnerabilities. Um, and so I, so I sort of feel like half and half about it, so I think I'm going to give it a three. And I hope that doesn't sway your opinion. Hmm... You know what? I'll give it a four. Yes. For shits. Stand in your power. And gigs. <laughs> um, to be honest, I just wanted to give it a different number. <laughs> I agree with everything you said. That's okay. All right, how many butts are you going to give this? How many butts? There were no butts, were there? One. Well, the Charlize, Charlize is in butts. the beginning, but yeah. she's bruised to hell, so you feel kind of bad arguing at it. Also, she takes all of these baths in ice cold water yeah, with ice, ice cubes horrifying. in it. Yeah. So cold. So I die. Paid. I die. Paid. I die. Oh my gosh. Please follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Queer Movie Night. You can follow me at Peyton Cody Lynch on Twitter and Instagram. And me, Deborah Duncan, on Twitter and Facebook, and Deborah D Bag on Instagram. And uh, make sure you catch Dreamboat uh, at IO Sh- uh, Chicago Theater every Friday night at 8 p.m. Mm-hmm. Great. And um, we have a great guest coming up <gasps> in a couple of weeks. Um, her name is Corey Anderson. Yay! And their pick is Kiss Me, which is very exciting. Yeah, I love the movie. Yeah. Um, and thank you for being queer. Thank you for being queer. Thank you for playing Arcade Audio. Play more at ArcadeAudio.net.